For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Vikings. This is our new unveiling of our Monday edition. We're going to do a reaction show, 20 minutes, a shorty, to cover the recap of each Vikings game. Next week's will probably be Monday night right after the Eagles game, but the Vikings won over Green Bay Packers to start the Kevin O'Connell era. And Bryant McKinney, Ron Saw, Sal Spice, and Dustin Baker are going to chat about it, like I said, for about 20 minutes. Foremost, per usual, Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests, events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, which returned this week, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, believe 50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. The Vikings were triumphant in Kevin O'Connell's first game, 23 to 7. Uh, it's kind of odd to be on a show like this, being all excited and optimistic. And the takeaways from the game, especially for me driving home four hours, were all smiles. So this is our first of its kind, a Monday edition, which we'll try to carry on throughout the uh, regular season. And we're just going to have snap reactions to the game, how it felt, the implications for next week. And then on Wednesday, we'll do a deeper dive into the Eagles stuff for this week. So I got a question right yeah. away. So why is it like a shocking reaction to you? Uh, it's shocking to me because if the Vikings were going to win, I thought it was going to either be sloppy or it was going to be like by three points. I didn't expect cover to cover relative domination right you see how this is the same pretty much start from last year right and how the, uh, the outcome was but you see how much of a difference like um just new energy can be <laughs> yeah yeah amen uh-huh you know what i'm saying remember when i said that before i said um based on you know the chemistry with the coach they like him they're going to play hard for him and i feel like they came out there and kind of displayed and he's younger and, and probably more, you know, able to relate to some of these guys. So it's in the 30s, right? In the 30s? Yes. Uh-huh. Right. So um, I just feel like there's new energy in the building with both the um, head coach and the GM. And I think this guy is probably buying into it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they went out there and played hard. And I wasn't expecting it to be, <laughs> you know, this type of score either. Um, but then also at the same time, I was like, wow, they really have come together. And um, that lets you know that they have a pretty decent rhythm coming out of training camp. Yeah. Um, to, to go into your your opener against your rival, you know, at home and, you know, kind of hold them far as, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers, but you're holding him to seven points. 
and then um, you know you're putting up you know good numbers on on offense. Uh, amen. I uh, I expected them to win thirty to twenty four. That was my prediction on the show. Uh, I just kept. I'm sure you guys are with me that in the second half, I expected them to come roaring back. It was going to be seventeen seventeen before you looked up, and then just going to see if you could survive. I I seriously felt that in my bones. And that's why I kept tweeting about it. Uh, Sally, you were there. It sounds like you're a little hoarse from all the screaming. <laughs> I am. Um, I thought that maybe it's just because it was the first game and, you know, so I don't have as much stamina as usual. But then I also realized, well, it's not most games that I'm screaming almost the entire game because there was so much celebrating to do also on all on all three phases of the game, plus my normal, you know, defensive yelling that I'm doing. So it's probably a mix of both. I honestly, I feel like I owe a lot of apologies um, to this team right now. I, I, I know we, I didn't know what to expect. None of us knew what to expect, but I definitely didn't expect this. Um, I mean, aside from Vikings Packers, I mean, just look at the scores around the league yesterday. How many games always come down to less than three points? There's a tie yesterday. I, I never would have. I never really. I mean, surprisingly, Dustin, I don't even really agree with you. I never felt like the game was in doubt or they were coming back. I never even what I was like, yeah, they'll probably rebound a little bit. But I just felt like the Vikings had the game the entire time. I never thought it would be total domination like that. And I'm so impressed. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about this more a little bit, but I could not be more excited about the combo of Zadarius and Daniil. That's what I wanted to see more than anything. And Kirk Cousins, I owe him I owe him an apology. I have an entire box of programs that I took out, entire box. So if anyone Ooh. needs what collector's items, I have them for my apology segment. But it, it was amazing. Did you, did you go last year? Yeah. So was the energy different from this oh, year? Oh, yeah. Totally. I oh, actually God. feel like there was less Packer fans there than normal, or maybe they were just so much more quiet because there wasn't much going on. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I, I, it felt completely different to me. I mean, and obviously the game, it was a completely different style mm. than we've seen them play in as long as I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the difference is that you've seen yesterday compared to, like, just last year or last year's game, this time last year? Do you mean – as far as the actual or game or the style. energy of the fans, you say like the, the style, the energy of the fans, like kind of all of the above, like the style of play. Because you said the style is different too. So, like, well, I mean, obviously, it's it's going to be more unpredictable when you haven't seen, you know, Kevin as a head coach. But I mm-hmm. think we all just got so used to seeing run plays in situations that we felt were crucial or dump offs or just th- throw a quick one to the tight end. I don't think any of us have seen Kirk Cousins with that much time or confidence in the pocket. Mm. Um, th- I, they, they were taking a lot more risks. They were going for it on fourth down to get the um, the touchdown at the beginning where normally they, that would have been a kick. <laughs> they were just taking a lot. That's big too. Um, yeah. That's big, especially for the offensive line um, when it's fourth down. So that means you have trust in the big guys up front to be able to help you get that first down. And then the fact that it seemed like whoever the line coach is must be doing a little better with them because it seems like they're performing better as well. Sounds like, you know, give him more time, you know, to um, execute. So shout out to the offensive line. So <laughs> offensive line, offensive line coach, you know, so far. And there were times that, you know, with the offensive line where, and I'm sure everyone saw it as well, where, um, like there are times where they held up great and it was a clean pocket, no problems. And Kirk was able to, to, you know, thrive in that. But then there were times when Kirk did have to make some plays by stepping up in the pocket, keeping mm-hmm. his eyes downfield. 
and then what I liked was like like I've always said, the two biggest flaws with Kirk are you know his ad lib ability, and then his almost too methodical like through progressions. He can't go from first progression to the third. It's always okay. That one's not there. Going to number two. Going to number three. But in this case, like and that there was a big play to Jefferson where he had to step up, and old Kirk might have just tucked it and gotten two yards. But <laughs> I think he, with that freedom that he's playing with that confidence, where he kept his eyes downfield hit Jefferson. Um, and you know, that was just a common thread. Like, and I think Sally, to your point on how the feeling, it felt different. Um, for the first time since the Randy Moss days, when Tice said, we're going to throw it to him like every other time, or, you know, 50% of the time, like it felt like that where we have the best player on the field in Jefferson and they were going to find every which way to get the ball in his hands and the Packers, how they didn't, feel like they needed to cover him at all like that touchdown like it was like the the, the the second one it's like when he caught the ball and he took that step back and he looked it's like holy shit there's no one here let's keep going mm-hmm. um like that was baffling but the play designs how they you how they utilized him and even like no one else really had a breakout game as far as the receiving core like they, they all did their job you know Thielen caught his balls um Osborne got his um but otherwise, it seemed like what they were doing was to move to get open or to get JJ open, and we haven't seen that with Zimmer. Like there, there was just, and I'm I was a big Zimmer guy, but to see like, hey, we know you can't cover him, or if you want to try to cover him with Alexander, then we're gonna exploit someone else. But they never once put Alexander just man to man on him. And the I was watching the broadcast again today, and they kept saying that how, you know, that would mess up other parts of the defense and but as if i'm a d-back and supposed to be one of the best in the league i want that opportunity um so the, yeah there was a lot to be excited about and watching it at home um unlike you i know you guys were there um so that the perspective hearing them talk about it was a little bit different than i'm sure um seeing it on the field um got for you guys the broadcast was not great i watched it today no, it was not no. great even, I'm not a big fan of him. Even, I have one even, more question, then, Ron, mm-hmm. because you said he looked like he's playing with a, a new level of like freedom. So do you feel like because of the new coaching, they're probably like letting him be more of his self? Because for me, when I was with Ryan Tannehill, he was so drilled on what the coaches would say and to yeah. do that. And then when he got you know to the Titans, I look at him as he's playing with his own different set of freedom and using his athletic ability more. Yep. And I do. So I do a hundred percent. I think, um, Kirk seems like he's such a like company guy. Like he's going to do what he's told, whether or not he agrees with it or not. Like, so if he like, and I, and Zimmer, his philosophy is simple. It's don't turn the ball over. Like he says it every single time, like run the ball, play good defense. Don't turn the ball over. So I don't think Kirk was given that. Like, I think if Zimmer had Brett Favre as his, as his quarterback, Zimmer might've had a heart attack about 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> Cause he hates that, that like just throwing it up, seeing what happens. But when Kirk was able to manipulate the pocket, he has all the tools that, that a quarterback needs. If he can refine some of the rest of his game, um, you know, he could, be in the the category of some of those guys ahead of him. Um, like maybe not with the consistency, but he has all the tools. He can make every throw. And if they keep giving Justin Jefferson 11 targets a game, Kirk is going to put up MVP type numbers because Jefferson just, he's open on every single play. So, I can't even remember the the second incompletion other than the one that <laughs> the red zone one where he just missed getting his second foot down. But 
Cousins unquestionably plays freer or did play freer yesterday because there were documented times during the Zimmer era where he would say shit like, if I throw a pick, I might get benched. Or he would say, you know, if I throw too many picks, I might not be the quarterback here any longer. And no top 10 quarterback says that because you're supposed to have a swagger that says you ain't benching me for shit. But nobody talked to Zimmer like that, or at least uh, Cousins didn't have that company man, um, I guess, mentality or even mm. personality um even my, changes yeah. at the line he like yeah. he, he yeah. signed he was making calls at the line all the shotguns right and i don't yeah. think he was given that freedom before so when people want to say well why didn't he change the play like you know i know a lot of people are mad that jefferson <laughs> didn't get the the vikings record last year on the catches well why didn't he call it like he's not the type of guy to go outside of the what the coach is saying like it's he's just not that guy um mm. but you know if, again give him a little bit of freedom and you know, it, it, the Vikings looked dominant when they needed to be. And then, you know, when uh, when it, we all had that kind of like dust, what you were saying is, oh, it's going to be 17 17 when yep. the Packers scored. Um, you know, when they then went and like there was like a third and 14 or some long play where Zimmer would have done a draw or done a screen and we actually threw it. And it was that one where it was a high throw to, to Jefferson and mm-hmm. Jefferson high pointed it. It's like, those are things when I talk about philosophically that needed to change that it's good to see, Hey, we can't have another empty drive and let the Packers get back into this. Cause you let Rogers get rolling. Um, you let him get confidence in those young guys, which fortunately the confidence came away pretty, pretty quickly with, with Watson dropping that, that sure touchdown. But uh, um, they were in shotgun so much. I guess indifferent from the Zimmer con. I kept looking up to see if it was third down. Like I'm like it's third down already because they were in shotgun. You know? Yeah, like same. I, yeah. And I was in. I was like, okay, no, no. I got to think like a normal football fan yeah. here. This isn't the. I'm, I've been conditioned over the eight years. Exactly. That's going to be hard to unlearn. I think <laughs> that and Dalvin's number four. I kept thinking, yeah. who the hell is that? And, well, and Madison too. <laughs> yeah, they look yeah. so yeah with the same hair hairdo and everything. Um, yeah. On the point, one thing. Oh, sorry. I was going to say the one thing, um, uh, Brian, I know your guy, Greg Olson, um, he was doing the color guy. I don't know how much of the game you watched, but he brought up a lot of good points um, when it came to um, O'Connell and his him coming from McVay's tree and how like he's trying to make things different in his own. Like, for example, he was CJ Ham. like um, McVay never used a fullback. And now CJ Ham is a viable one and a good one at that. He's like, yeah. We have a good football player in this team. You find a way to use them, put them in spots to, um, to you know, get the best out of them. So I like that aspect that he's not just a single back shotgun or you know two tight end. Like he's gonna work with what he has and what he sees, and that to me shows the elements of just a good coach. It's the um, tell me what you can do, you know, like you know, and I'll get the best out of you. Not uh, this is what I want you to do, and let's see if you can do it. Type philosophy. On, uh, I'll give one more little little speech here before I hand it off. Believe it, we're already to the time for a little closing segment on on Packers. We're not used to this twenty minutes. I'm telling you, Mondays are great. Yeah, they are. Um, So on that first drive, when they were, I keep thinking, you know, driving back to South Dakota, I kept thinking it was fourth and one, but it was fourth and five, uh, fourth and goal on the five on that first drive. Yeah, and and, yeah, and the notion that it was such a no brainer for O'Connell to go for it was a symbolic, pragmatic, and visceral turning of the page from Mike Zimmer because we would have dinked around to figure out if we were going to go for it. 
And if we would have gone for it, we probably would have ran it or done some dipshit call that was off to a tight end and or to Sally's point, just kicked three to be safe. But it was like this his it was like O'Connell's welcome to Minnesota moment. Like it was like we're not even going to talk about this. Get your ass on the field. Go score the touchdown. And that set the tone. <laughs> I, I'm convinced that that changed everything. And then I'll let that and the drop pass. <laughs> yeah, the drop Say pass. Right. From Watson, the guy that the Vikings gift wrapped to the Packers yeah. who could have changed the momentum. And then I'm sure one of you will check uh, talk about in your closing arguments here. The goal line stand was absolutely uh, pivotal. That that was the other side of the operations that said, all right, well, this isn't a defense that just chokes it away in the final blah, blah, blah minutes of a half or in crucial spots. So, Ron, what do you got your your final little two minute speech on Vikings Packers? Well, yeah, I mean, overall, like I was you know, extremely excited with how it played out. Um, now, there are a lot of things that, you know, me as a fan watching the game sees that they in order for them to be a true contender, um, you know, for the division, they need to shore up like that. You know, they gave up too many big runs. Um, now, I know A.J. Dillon's a, a monster back there, uh, but they got to shore that up a little bit. Um, but otherwise, like. And, and the secondary had some issues, you know, that obviously that first play, uh, but again, Harrison Smith showed why he is paid like he is um, mm-hmm. even at his age. Um, and then the two linebackers in the middle, um, I thought played extremely well. And then obviously um, that pass rush, you know, the one that, you know, Mike Wall and Amon Green commented that there's no interior pass rush. I guess they forgot that uh, Zadarius Smith can go inside. Um, so, um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's like, there's a lot to like um, the ferocity, um, on the defensive side, you know, again, if we stay healthy, um, that should be a force all year long. Uh, but yeah, the offensive side of the ball is where I was extremely happy just to see the creativeness, the, Hey, we're going to exploit your weaknesses and you can't cover 18. So we'll throw it to him as much as we can. Bryant, we'll talk on Wednesday a lot about the Eagles. The Vikings have never played the Eagles while you and I have had this show. And I know that's who you grew up cheering for and that's your team. So, uh, Put a bow on Vikings. That was my team. That's not my team. No, no, it was a kid, wasn't it? Yeah. Growing up, yeah. That's what I said. I you said, said that's your team. No, I didn't. Well, no, he said that was. He said, he was. said as a kid. Yeah. You think I just forgot uh, you played for the Vikings? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Vikings uh, put a bow on it, big man. <laughs> <laughs> Say the question again. Oh, uh, your your final thoughts on Vikings Packers. I think it was a great start to the season. I hope they can take this momentum and move forward. I dig peep that the Eagles had a tough time with the Detroit Lions. Not sure if Detroit has gotten better mm-hmm. or where that puts the Eagles, but um looking forward to seeing this matchup next week as well. Yeah, and it'll be we'll be talking about it together one week from right now because that is Monday night football. There's two Monday night games for some reason week two. I, I don't I know. know. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's because they wanted the the debut of Buck and Aikman to be the standalone. No. But they always like having two games. Um, yeah, I, so. I recall that. But I was, I was like, huh. And then I looked up to, uh, I was looking up the line to see if the uh, Eagles are favored, which they are by a point and a half. And it said two Monday night game. At least yeah. the second one is not at 10 p.m. like it was last <laughs> yes. time. Yeah. We got to be the, it's still at 7:15, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sally, your uh, 10 and 7 predictions looking pretty sexy right now. I, I, I'm already messed. I'm already down to 11 and six. Like I'm already wrong. <laughs> and um, the optimism, like you know, right know. away, like she didn't think the game was in doubt at all during the game. No, so. yeah, she, she's we, the only one. I'm telling we, you. It just felt different to me. So I'm not. I know we got to wrap up. I don't have much mm-hmm. to say. I just want to say that I'm so happy. We talked about this last week, how this game was going to set the tone for the mm-hmm. season going forward. And I I can't think 
I mean, the tone is better than I could have ever imagined. If we, it was never in doubt. Like I said, it wasn't like, oh, well, the Packers beat themselves because they had mistakes. It was a domination. And I, um, I'm just so happy that this is how we're starting out and how we're going to go from here. So I'm trying, I'm trying to think about just the, if we, if we could pull out two and oh, beat the Eagles on Monday night football and maybe even do it by a touchdown or so. Oh boy. Things are going to, things are going to get super hyped. I thought they'd be really hyped this week and they are, but now, now we got some swagger to say, God, I think we could beat the Eagles. And my four and two, five and one prediction to start the season is not looking so bad. Is it? <laughs> no, I am going to owe a lot of apologies. That's right. <laughs> well, all right, we'll be um, back in 48 hours to, I guess, break down the Eagles because that game will take place on Monday night. That's all we got. It's gold, baby. Okay. All right. Bye, Have guys. a good one. Later. Bye. Bye. Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.